Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here we all know that college football is back but now we have the nfl the nfl is back tomorrow night thursday night football we're going to kick it off with a pretty good one we've got the buffalo bills going to the rams going to be a fun game it's going to be a good matchup two tough teams the reigning Super Bowl champs against the projected Super Bowl champs in some people's eyes. Let's see how this one goes. We're also going to talk a little bit about Live Golf and a new partnership with Mahler Bros Golf, as well as a new partner in Belly Up Sports Podcast as well. It's Podcast Network. Uh, we're very excited. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. We're very excited to have you on, of course. We're excited also for the NFL to come back. I'm here in studio with my brother and my partner in crime, my co-host, Britton Mahler. Britton, how are you doing? Oh, it's another day. I'm I'm glad to be home. I'm not working. We're going to talk about sports, so yeah, pretty good. Uh, how, how are you looking forward to uh, a little bit of an NFL action game, You know, an action-packed game uh, tomorrow night? Less excited than college football, but yeah. still excited. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like college better, but I love football. Um, so, and and honestly, I've kind of got a, a dog in the fight, so to speak, in this game. I've kind of become a Rams fan, you know, closet fan, so to speak, just because of Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite quarterbacks. So uh, I'm excited to see what they can do this year. And I think this is a really, really, really good matchup for week one, too. Because yeah. like you mentioned earlier, Buffalo could have a season. Yeah. They could. And I think there's a lot of people that are very high on Buffalo. I think that a lot of people are looking at Buffalo saying Josh Allen, an amazing quarterback, proved that last year. Uh, and he's got a pretty good wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. And uh, man, I forget the other guy that kind of showed up out of nowhere last year, too. But uh, he's he's got weapons. No, Matthew Stafford and Odell's technically a free agent right now. Um, don't know. I don't know if he ended up officially signing or anything, but. I haven't seen anything yet. I see, uh, I th- we're going to have we'll to look in for the Rams. We're going to have to look into it and, and double check uh, to see. I could also see him going down to the saints partner up with, with his old friend juice. 
Uh, so I think he could possibly go down there, but I think that'd be kind of a dumb move. I don't, I don't like that move, but, uh, who knows? There's, there's a lot of things up in the air, but, uh, we, we do have a fun game tomorrow. Uh, and like you said, yeah, probably not as excited over this as we, as college football. And I, I was even kind of the point where in the off season, I thought I'm just ex- ex- excited for the NFL to come back. Whenever preseason came back, I was like, all right, I think I'm just as excited over NFL. Um, because I'm excited to see how things shake up. I think the NFL's kind of looking a little different this year. Maybe have some other guys jumping in there. I'm kind of picking the Chargers to kind of be one of those dark horses. Also, the Eagles, who are sort of a dark dark horse, uh, but uh, I, I just think that the Eagles could really do more damage than people are expecting this year. Uh, so I was very excited for it. But after week one of college football and the excitement that we got from that, I'm not as excited uh, for the NFL as I am for college. And I always get a lot more excited once the season kicks off. Uh, preseason football in college is, is a lot of fun. You know, the, the non-conference games, because you get games like every game that's been played so far. I mean, there's been so many great games in college, uh, you know, the, the non-conference games. But when you get to the NFL, the preseason games just don't really mean as much. They're, they're still fun to watch, still football, but it's, it's just not the same for me. Uh, but then every year we get kicked off with the regular season, and then that's when I, I'm a little more excited. So... Um, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think we just did our our quarterback rankings last week, and um, I had Matthew Stafford. I said if he can get get to to another Super Bowl um, or two, he can put himself up with the elite quarterbacks. Um, and I think he's he's already a great quarterback, but I think he can make that next step. Um, so I'm excited to see what they can do as a team uh, this year for sure, and to see if he can take that next step and maybe get to uh, get to another Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford come back out after he's had this kind of a season because he starts off, he's with the Lions for a long time and really didn't get the respect he deserved. And I think I think most people saw that. And what's weird is that the same people that recognize that are also the same people that didn't give him the respect he deserved. Uh, so I think being with the with the Lions for so long and your first your first year out, you show up, you do your part, and you make another uh, you know, star wide receiver in Cooper Cup. Same thing he did with Megatron and a few other guys that have been there too. That that he really made look re- very good. I think helped helped make them very good. Of course, they're they're good receivers, or else they wouldn't have done sure. what they did. But just your first year coming out of out of Detroit, and you go over to Los Angeles, a very cool atmosphere. Uh, I'm sure coming from Detroit over to Los Angeles, probably probably pretty pretty cool to be in that environment. New stadium, SoFi Stadium, really cool stadium. Uh, but and prop kind of kind of a newer fan base too moving out to Los Angeles. Sure. Uh new fans for yourself anyways, at least at the very least. But stepping out of the out of out of Detroit, going into into Los Angeles and winning a Super Bowl your first year out of Detroit. So that's that's really cool. Probably very very uh exciting for him. I think the most exciting part for me is is the quarterback battle, which we've kind of already alluded to. Because Josh Allen is no slump. I mean he's he's a, a hell of a quarterback. Um, and he's uh, he's looking to make his run this year too, so you're going to have two teams that that are, are looking to make an NFL or make make their uh, their season to uh, make it to the the Super Bowl at the end of the day. And so I think there's a lot you know a lot riding on this one game here. Uh, the thing about Matthew Stafford that I think I liked so much is that, like you mentioned, he came from Detroit. He played for Detroit for so many years, and he actually was a really good quarterback there. He just needed a team around him. And it seemed like he always just needed a team around him, and then he could be, you know, successful. But Matthew Stafford's one of those one of those guys. It's always been a good quarterback, but 
I, I don't, at least for me, I don't really see him as a quarterback. You know, you get your Tom Brady's and you got people like Aaron Rodgers that are really, really good quarterback and everybody loves to hate on him. But Matthew Stafford has been a great quarterback for a long time and he just doesn't seem to have that that hatred yet. I think maybe once he gets uh, to another Super Bowl or two, he can hop on and, and start understanding what it's like to be hated a little bit. Everybody hates the best player. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's... I, I think Josh Allen, with as young as he is and how much he's proven so far, I think he can be very special in the league, and I think a lot of people do. But yeah, it's it's uh, very exciting to, to kind of see him come in and doing what what he's been doing so far. So uh, yeah, I, I think I think with with Josh Allen with that team too, uh, I think I think he could do a lot of a lot of special things there. And, and Buffalo's looking good; they put together good defense. Um, they they put, just put together a really good team all in all. So uh, I, I think I think they could they could do a lot. Speaking of, of the Rams, I think we should do an over and under over under of how many uh, how many times Aaron Donalds beats somebody with his helmet <laughs> this season. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I would say that's probably going to stay at an under two, but better stay under, under one under under one and a half. But yeah, that's that's a dangerous thing, and uh, that's something that I don't know. I, I they still haven't put any kind of punishment out for him. I don't know. Maybe they have, and I just didn't see it. But uh, last I heard, the Rams kind of came out and said that they weren't going to to have any punishment for him. But that's something that's a scary thing. And guys were still getting up in his face with him holding helmets in his hand. Helmets, two, yeah, two I'd, in his I'd hand. Stay away from that dude. He's uh, he's had a rough off season, man. He's angry. Yeah, he's uh. I don't know if his wife is not cooking for him anymore or <laughs> what's going on there. Yeah, that's that's a scary dude. Whenever you see a, a rhino like him just standing right there in front of you, the way that he's he's wielding those helmets as weapons, uh, it's just a stupid decision. I don't support that decision, whatever, uh, whatsoever. And uh, it's it's definitely something. Hope he, hopefully he can get his anger under control because something that he's some a, he's people... He's a new Indomitian too. Yeah, some people, that, some people were just so shocked that this happened, but there's also been plenty of other times where he's shown his anger on the field. I think it was just last season. Uh, he put his, his hands around, uh, I think it was one of the Cardinals players necks. So, I mean, he was ready to strangle the dude. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, there's, there's no room for that in football. No. Um, and it's nonetheless, I'm definitely excited for this game, excited to, to kick off the season. And there's a lot of other good games happening on, on Sunday. I'm sure we'll recap that at a later date, but yeah, football's yeah. back. It is. It's back. And and what makes this really exciting is that uh, whenever you look at it, it is it is pretty even. Uh, it's pr- just pretty much a 49-9 and a 49-6 split of favoritism going on here. Uh, so you look at it and the Rams are a two and a half point sp- uh, spread. They're a two and a half point favorite. Uh, and the over under is 52. Uh, so I guess we'll co- go ahead and get into our predictions here. It's a two and a half point spread. What do you see there in that spread? Uh, do, you, do you do you think uh, do you think Buffalo covers the spread and they keep it within a field goal? You know, I guess they would have to they would have to win the game or tie the game uh, to cover the spread. Or do you think that the the Rams pull out and and cover the spread, win by a field goal or more? I would probably take the Rams in this one. I could see the Rams winning by you know nine points in this one. Honestly, I think early in the season. Um, I just don't know what I'm going to see out of the Buffalo quite yet. I think Buffalo is going to be a great team. Like I said, I think they have every chance to make the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they're 
I mean, they're like one of five teams right now. You haven't seen anybody play. So in the NFL, every every season's different. <clears throat> Unless you got a guy like, you know, Tom Brady. But you got Josh Josh Allen and, you know, Matthew Stafford on the other other side of the ball. When you got an elite quarterback like that and you've got the team around him, you're always gonna have the preseason hype, but what what can you do with it? I think I'm gonna take the over on the points. I think I'm gonna go like I think I could think I could see the Rams coming out and putting something up offensively. I think I'm gonna go like a 31 24. Okay. Maybe yeah, a seven I mean, point game. Seven to ten points probably. I, I see the Rams defense, and I'm not sure I could take the over on it. Uh and the Buffaloes have a defense too, but it is two high powered offenses. That's that's good. That is kind of a tough one to take. I see I see more like a I don't know. I think I would barely take the under in like a 28-21 game, something like that. So I think the Rams end up pulling the spread as well. I think the difference maker in this is just the fact that uh oh you know what I'm I'm sorry I actually looked at that backwards I think Buffalo uh is is the two point favorite a two and a half point favorite so I, I didn't realize that um I I lean Rams still because it's at SoFi Stadium you've got a home game to start it off week one uh and week one's not quite the same in the NFL because you had preseason to kind of get a little warmed up um but. I think looking at looking at at week one, you're still going to have a little bit of week one jitters coming out there. First time your squad's playing a full full game at full speed, so we'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to be a fun one. We're definitely going to have to catch that game because uh, that's that's going to be a fun game. I think this game will come down to who can run the ball better. Yeah, it, it probably will. Um, just because you've got you've got two offenses that you know can throw the ball. I think with with Acres in the backfield, I think that's kind of an advantage. Uh, I just think he's the better running back out of the out of the two. So I think uh, I think the Rams probably have a, have a better run game uh, option to go to. So uh, yeah, I, I take the Rams too. I think maybe just about a about a touchdown somewhere in that range. I'm gonna I'm gonna take maybe like a 20, 28, 21, Even though I don't think that's gonna be the score exactly. Uh, probably a little bit lower than that spread. So uh, we'll see how it shapes out. I think it's gonna be a fun one. Absolutely. But, All right, everybody. We want to bring in a very special guest. Uh, we've got somebody that not only is is now a partner of ours through belly up sports but he's also going to be a partner with Mahler bros golf uh which you guys know is our main pre- presentation i guess presenter uh being Britton and i's golfing company and uh, so we'll welcome on andrew leduc uh so all right what, what was what was your last name leduc right leduc yeah i knew i was gonna mess that up so, it's all good we, we literally just went over that and i knew i was gonna mess it up but i think the thing that threw me off was just that your your twitter handle uh, was mr mallard so I'm thinking the yeah. duck in my head. Well, but. well, because you're not the only one. I grew up people calling me Ducky or a Leduck, or so oh, I yeah. would uh, was always called a duck when I was a kid. So I figured I'm gonna roll with Mr. Mallard because you know I'm not a kid. <laughs> you know, it's silly, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, as soon as you said that, I realized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was pointing at me. I was like, man, I did screw it up too. I, I knew I was going to, but like, we literally just talked about it. Um, but you are the host of Di- the Divots and Pivots podcast, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, and I've, I've listened to some of your guys stuff. It's, it's, it's fun because even as, uh, I, I feel like somebody who maybe doesn't watch golf, uh, but just likes to golf in general. Uh, I feel like that's something that you could click in and you could listen to your guys' podcast and it's just, uh, you and, uh, uh bud is that his name? Bud. Yeah. Uh, so, so you guys just kind of talking golf uh, and it's, it's yep. quite a bit of fun. You guys even kind of talk something that I didn't even know was out there is fantasy golf. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I've been playing fantasy golf for a couple of years now, and that was the same thing. Bud had the same reaction; he'd really never played before. So we we come at the game from a little different 
two different directions, so it balances each other's out, each other out. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I encourage everybody to go check them out, uh, the Divots and Pivots podcast. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, You guys are on YouTube and uh, most of the podcast platforms as well, right? Yeah, we're on. You can find us Spotify, iHeartRadio, any anywhere you can find your podcast. We upload um, the live show is every Tuesday night at eight uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, as well as uh, simulcast on Twitter. Uh, but then, yeah, after that, you can find the recording anywhere really that podcasts are. Awesome, yeah. And, and I've checked you checked you guys out too, especially since you see so you got in contact with me. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. And then of of course, uh, for those who are, are wanting to check them out, they're also again, like I said, you can kind of see the logo behind behind you there. Um, but uh, we've got Belly Up Sports, uh, both both part of that that network now. Uh, we, we just joined this past week. Uh, and so it's, it's a new thing and it's, it's already kind of proven to, to be, be a good, good thing for us. Uh, and so we're meeting guys like you. Um, but something we wanted to bring you in about was talking about something. We just mentioned this, uh, uh, before recording that, uh, with live golf, this is something that mainstream doesn't really want us to know about. PGA wants to kind of keep it on the down low as much as possible. Uh, can you kind of start off for people like me who, I literally have just started uh, this past weekend, started watching some, some of the live golf. Um, but what is live golf, uh, compared to the PGA tour? Uh, so it's quite different. First of all, it's only what's a 57 holes. I think the math comes out. It's only three rounds. Um, so the Friday, Saturday, Sunday round, uh, the field's only 48, uh, players as well. So it's a smaller field. Obviously the big story of uh, live is compared to PGA is that the money is outrageous. Um, you know, Pat Perez, who's, really played just kind of average to below average golf so far in like three tournaments is um, made, I think right around almost $3 million so far or something like that. And he's, you know, barely done it. Like if he was playing well, the way he's playing on to- on the PGA tour right now, he wouldn't be anywhere close to that amount. So the money's been the big storyline, but yeah. from a competitive standpoint, the main difference is the format that is three days. It's there's teams involved um, where, like the first two days, the top two scores from your four-person team count to be combined for your team's score. But then there's also the individual competition. So there's always a team winner, a, a team winner, and an individual winner for each tournament. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't realize there was an individual as well. I knew it was something involving teams, uh, and so that was something I, I noticed. Um, but then I, I, I wondered too if, you, if you've got teams, why are you keeping guys separately on the leaderboard? Uh, and that didn't make yep. much sense to me when I was kind of checking it out this past weekend. Well, and that's how Pat Perez has has made his money so far. If you look up the breakdown, he's individually for his individual finishes, he's made like around five hundred and fifty thousand. But because he's on the team that has won three of the tournaments so far, the four races, uh, he's that's what's gotten him like an extra like two point two million or something like that in team winnings. I gotcha. Yeah, that's that's really cool, and I, and I like the I like the format, the way that the, the way that they do it, uh, especially breaking it down into teams. I think that's uh, a little bit more fun with with golf. Whenever I first found that out, that mm-hmm. was like. That's something I think I could get into. You spoke yeah, about up with uh, with Rory. I can win a couple mil. <laughs> yeah, just go out there and shoot even par as long as you get two guys yeah. uh, crushing it for you. You're good, man. As, as soon as I saw the the amount of money that was going into live, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is a uh, this is a game changer. And then all of a sudden, that's when you started seeing. Maybe you can elaborate on this, but some of the big name, you know, golfers that kind of switched yep. over there. 
Yeah, your yeah, your DJs, your um, you know, Cameron Smith obviously he, yeah. because of Smith standing in the FedEx Cup and his you know how well he's playing, I think that was why he he knew he had a chance of winning the FedEx Cup championship, so he he kind of put it off obviously till after that. Um, but yeah, this bit look, this Sergio, Phil, DJ, Cameron Smith, you know, and those are just some of the bigger names that have been around for a couple of years now. Cameron Smith knew it, but then you got your Joaquin Neiman's who's on the rise uh, in popularity, Abraham Answer who's been popular and and solid over the last couple of years on the Euro tour. Like these aren't guys that are slacking in the golf world. Some of these guys are from like the Asian tours that maybe here in the U S we're not too familiar with, but they're, they're world-class golfers. And you know, there's 40 for the most part, there's 48 of them out there that are, that are crushing and sure there's your, you know, your, your um, chase Kepkas and your, you know, your, your lower, your second, third, fourth tier golfers as well. But for the most part, you know, I was saying before this tournament uh, here in Boston this past week, if you went on DK and looked at the options for playing fantasy golf, the, the first page of your options for any other PGA tournament would have been, you know, a dream to have that field. And what you would have looked at that as better than an average PGA tournament. Sure. Yeah. yeah and I think uh, it it does open up the the field for the guys, like you said, some of the guys that may not be good enough to do a whole lot in the PGA Tour, which I, I think – you know, just overall with the, the, you know, kind of expanding, having, adding another league, I think giving the guys the option, uh, especially big name guys that have been going over there, giving them the option to go and do something and also an option for the guys that aren't quite good enough for the PGA. I think that's kind of, kind of cool that they're, they're opening it up, uh, you know, kind of the same way that you have maybe in a uh, similar to it's quite not quite the same comparison, but kind of in the same way that if you want to play professional basketball, uh, it's not just the NBA. You can get in. You know, you can go the NBA route, and if you're not good enough, they put you down to the G League, or maybe you you go over and you do the Euro leagues and stuff like that. Um, you know, yeah. and, and and maybe that's just the better route for you uh, based on based on maybe where you get drafted or what what your draft could be. Kind of similar now to golf, where you know if you're not good enough to to really make make good money doing the the PGA, why not go somewhere where you can make that money? Um, but then also just a different atmosphere. That's something that I realized watching this past weekend. And maybe you can yeah. kind of elaborate that because you were actually there in person. Uh, and so, you know, with with this past weekend, whenever, whenever I tuned into it, it just felt like there was a different energy in the crowd at a, at a live tour than the way that the, the, the PGA tours. Uh, how, how did you kind of see that like, being there in person? No, you nailed it. So I was so I went into it very skeptical. You can see the past shows on it's a pivots where both Bud and I were like, we don't think this is necessarily bad for golf, but we're not sure we're like fully in on this. After seeing it in person, it didn't take very long on that first day of Friday to where uh, I was bought in for the atmosphere. Um, yeah. One, so what I noticed is that the players were looser and calmer, and for some reason, I haven't figured out exactly why it. It almost made the crowd feel looser and calmer. They weren't. Everyone was going coming into the lift saying that oh it's like a party out there comparing Happy Gilmore and and all that and that's not what I got I compared it to more like a tailgate or like a, a family cookout to where like everyone's just relaxed having a good time speaking of family that was part of the atmosphere there were a ton of families there um, it, the for the viewing experience it was very accessible for families there were a ton of strollers there was kids running around they weren't disruptive to the game uh, or to the rest of the crowd it, and I actually because noticing this, I went up and, and asked a couple of the families, like, how is the experience having your kids here and being, and they were like, Oh, this is, this is fantastic. Like we're able to relax. They're able to play. Like the, it just seems like they've nailed it on the head for the viewers to where it, it brings in a younger crowd, a more relaxed crowd. Um, but people aren't taking advantage of it and using it as a, 
reason to just get trashed and destroy a golf course and be over the top. I didn't see any of that. Maybe one or two people, but for the most part, everyone was really just relaxed, chilled, nice. And it was just a genuine good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's really cool. And it's, it's cool to hear that from somebody that's actually been there, not just seeing it through the TV, which is basically mm-hmm. what I did. Um, but just seeing that atmosphere. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's different. Yeah. And I can definitely see uh, maybe an upward trend of this becoming something that, that brings golf back mm-hmm. um, a little bit more, uh, make it a little bit more popular sport. I think it's gotten a little more popular maybe over the years, but I think this <laughs> is definitely maybe something that will help take that, that next step. Well, it creates an option for a more casual viewer. Um, but and, and once again, that's not saying that the golf is more casual because that was one thing that another criticism that I was having about the live coming into it. But then after talking to some of the, the players, um, they still they're even though they're calmer and looser, you can still see that they're still trying to play for something. Uh, there's there's still like pride on the line, if you want to say. They're still trying to do their part on the teams. They don't want to be that guy in their team, like because they're razzing each other. There's still that energy in them where they're not going out there and you know not giving it their 100 percent uh and so i i definitely felt like the players were still in it but they were just in it in a different way yeah yeah and and i think not only that but to britain's point you know with making making this be a good thing just for golf in general mm-hmm. it's even kind of been good for the pga in a way hasn't it because now it's com- complete it's making a competitor uh and now yeah. look what the pga is doing with uh trying to come out with with new new competitions, new, uh, maybe a, a, even their new arena and everything that they're doing, you know, so they're, they're yeah. doing something to make it more fun for the fans. Uh, they're making it, uh, something that can also keep those good guys in their league. Uh, they don't want to get rid of, they, they don't want, you know, Tiger, uh, to leave. They don't want Rory to leave. Uh, and so those are the top two, I think right now that they don't want, uh, first, they, they definitely didn't want Cam Smith to leave, but money talks. Uh, yeah. That one, that one definitely uh, struck a blow to the PGA, I think, yeah. but, like I said, I think these guys are making calculated decisions to where this is going to iron itself out uh, over the next you know, six months, year, maybe as much as two years. But eventually these guys are all going to be playing tournaments together again alongside PGA Live guys. It's going to get figured out. They're taking the short-term business smart decision right now, having some fun knowing that. I, I think they truly believe that it's not going to affect their long-term golf career. Yeah, yeah, and it's... I, I, I think that's it's overall just been good. And, uh, but then of course, yeah, like you said, PGA, they, they don't want those guys to get to, to yeah. leave them. Uh, and that's, that's definitely some guys that they need to keep around. You know, one thing I kind of wondered when I first, you know, they first started talking about the live tour, I kind of wondered if they would, this would become like an NBA versus WNBA mm-hmm. where nobody watches WNBA or even you know, like maybe even XFL, how it sure. just kind of fizzled off or, and, you know, something like that. And I, and I definitely, kind of had my doubts but the more i'm the more i'm starting to learn about it the more exciting i excited that i i I am about it for sure yeah i was very excited being out there as you know as a fan of just golf in general um and and you may you know i think the difference between because i've made that comparison it's probably gonna be like the xfl stick around for a season disappear whatever the difference here though is that the xfl they're always their highest viewer and fan that kind of interaction was always that first week and then it would taper off lives kind of trending in the other direction they're they're growing their viewership on youtube they're growing i forget it was a crazy number that was watching the the final hole on sunday um that it would have been on youtube it would have been a number you would have expected to see on on cable television um i just forget the exact number but they're trending in the right direction on their viewership they're not they're not starting to slide so 
it seems like they're here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, you brought up some of the guys that have gone over there uh, already, but I kind of want to touch on them because they're mm-hmm. big name guys that a lot of people know. Of course, Phil Mickelson <laughs> went over there uh, to live. Yeah. He was probably one of the, one of the first big names to go over there. I guess maybe Definitely. one of the bigger splashes. Um, but then recently I want to talk about uh, you got DJ and Cam Smith, both, uh, both guys that I, I love watching just about anything they do um, because not only playing golf, just in the tour, wherever, whatever tour that they're, that they're playing in and watching them in a competitive sense, but even just the, some of the fun stuff that they do on, you know, on camera, that's kind of on the side. Uh, they've, yeah. they've both been on uh, barstool sports and stuff like that. And so uh, Cam Smith, probably one of my favorites right now, just because he's so young and he just yeah. came onto the scene and just took over the show. Uh, and, yeah. and just the way that he plays is just flawless. Uh, and of course you got to see some of that. I don't know how much of those two guys you got to see, but, but looking at this, this past weekend in the, in the tournament, uh, that they were in, they, they both came down to, to the, uh, what was it? The last three or four guys that were in. The uh, so Smith wasn't in the playoff. It was in the playoff. It was DJ. It was, um, Lahiri and, uh, I believe it was Neiman. Okay. Yeah, it was Neiman and Avon Lahiri and, and Dustin Johnson in the playoff. I got you. Okay. I thought Cam Smith was one of them in the playoff, but uh, I think he was one or two strokes back. He, he was close. Wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I know uh, from the time that I was watching, I didn't catch the ending there. Cause that was something that I saw later on. I was like, man, I, I should have kept on watching because this turned out to pre- be pretty cool. Um, but um, now I'm doubting myself. I'm going to look up that leaderboard one last time to make sure. Okay. No. Yeah, I was right. I was right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, uh, but just watching Cam Smith, I thought this being his first, his first, uh, real round in the live this mm-hmm. is his debut in the live uh, and so watching him come over and perform i thought you know he's probably gonna have some setbacks it's probably gonna be a different atmosphere uh i you know playing golf if you you know for anyone who's played golf you play golf in front of someone a different and it it, it changes your game uh and then putting yourself in front of a camera we've tried doing that in the past where we record some <laughs> golf and it's yep. it's incredible. We're we're not great golfers, but you put a camera on us, and we we turn from maybe a an eight to ten handicap down to like a <laughs> forty two handicap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, take three, take four. Yeah. So I mean, it's just watching him come in. I didn't see really any any rust. I didn't see any kind of setback, no. anything like that. Did you Did you see anything to kind of indicate anything like that, or any kind of nerves that racked up in him? No, he he came out and, and performed exactly like you expect. He it was day on Saturday. He hit this sweeping, um, the sweeping fade over a tree on eighteen to to land it on the green and two from and it just like rolled right into within probably like ten fifteen feet of the hole. Um, and it was just it was just a beautiful shot. And, and he was you know on the on the wrong side of the fairway and he still made it work. Um, so yeah, no rust at all from him. I didn't see any nerves. If anything, like I said, what, what these guys are saying. Um, is that it's it's just feels more like you're they're playing golf with their buddies uh, instead of like on the tour. So like the the one comment that I heard in the press conference was that you know because they're playing music on all the holes throughout the entire round. That's the other big difference. There's always you can hear music everywhere on the course, and the players like that um, because they as um, Neiman said, it's almost like that gives the the course a heartbeat. And even though the play, the fans are so close because they are they are allowed to be a little bit closer to the the play uh, than on the PGA. Um, Cam Smith specifically said it's it's the feels like the players are on top of you with with the I mean the fans are on top of them with the closeness and the music, but it, it created like this ex- unexpected excitement for him 
to to get out there and it, it almost created like a comfort level um and I, I found that surprising but the the players they love the music they love how close and excited the fans are because they're just out there as they said like playing with their friends like they have music playing on their phone if they're just out doing a practice round with some friends yeah. and that's how it feels like to them out there yeah it's it's very cool uh, and that's something i didn't know with music playing in the background and everything yeah. too i'm sure I'm sure that's just a big change in of itself and I could see that maybe giving the guys a little bit more, maybe more something to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're out there having fun, but they've got the fan interaction and stuff going on too. Maybe like you said, a little bit closer and more personal now. So that's uh, that's exciting to hear, and and I'm, it's good to hear that the that the players are responding that way too. Yeah, it's not a bad thing for golf for these guys to be happier doing their job. It's not a bad thing for any. And look, this what this has all been is business decisions for these guys. This isn't them being necessarily unhappy at the PGA and doing it to spite them or to get vengeance. This is a business decision for all these guys. They are independent contractors, and they are pivoting in their business to to put themselves in the best position possible. And if any company wants you know it's just proven if, if a company wants to be successful you make your employees happy and and that's just what's happening here they're happy employees in the moment yeah yeah uh and real quick too i don't remember if you have already mentioned this during recording if this was before but you you got to actually be uh behind probably one of the most exciting <laughs> if not the most exciting uh, yeah. uh moments there this weekend uh kind of walk us through what what, what that was kind of like just being there in, in that moment yeah, I lost, I lost my mind a little bit because, like I said, so I was I saw Matthew Wolf's ace on uh, two on the first day, um, and I think he was, I think his group was only like the third or fourth group that uh, group that came through. Um, so we had seen Mickelson come through, and he stuck it within like, you know, maybe three or four feet, and that got the crowd excited. But then whenever Wolf stepped up there and put it in off a of one bounce, actually I think it was technically two bounces. The second bounce is like right next to the hole, but still. Um, God, that, that atmosphere, for me personally, I kind of stepped out of being a reporter for a second and lost myself in a fan because, like I said, I'd never seen an ace before. And, yeah, everyone was jumping. There was people howling because, you know, calling themselves the Wolf Pack. It was – you can hear those guys on the broadcast. But, yeah, it was – what I saw from Wolf in that moment, though, the way I described it was it was, it was a, such a pure celebration for him to hit that shot and, and get that ace. You could see the weight of – because he had kind of a rough season, uh, a rough year, where trying to meet expectations that he set for himself last year, and he didn't quite hit those public expectations. And you could just see it all kind of come off of him. He he took his hat off, he flipped it around, he was jumping around, giving high fives to everyone. There was a pureness in his celebration. Um, and then he went out and I think he buried the, two of the next three holes and he had a great round. He, he fell off a little bit for the rest of the weekend, but, yeah, that moment was just a cool moment to be a part of to just hear that roar erupt it was it was just awesome yeah that's that's one thing i, I always like with the the wolf pack being behind him you know yeah. <laughs> all of them howling i saw that and it, it's just that's always fun to to, to see um especially yeah. because you don't see that much excitement in pga that i can remember you know and not I mean, you, yeah yeah you you get you get quite a bit of, of, of cheering and everything but just i don't know it was just something uh, there, there's something in the atmosphere and I've, I've heard a lot of players say the same thing but it just I, and, and i didn't know what that meant when i heard it from others uh, so i think for those who haven't watched live golf yet maybe it's a bad thing for me to be promoting them whatever <laughs> but I, I encourage people to, get, to go on and, and check out Live because uh, I, yeah. I definitely saw that this weekend when when checking out some of the 
I think first round, I checked out the highlights. Second round, I watched a little bit of it, caught the highlights later on. And then third round, I watched quite a bit of it. Uh, but yeah. it's just it's just hard to put that much time time away just to watch golf. But uh, it, it, it was it's still fun. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I vaguely kind of kept up with it somewhat. But I think I'm definitely a lot more excited now after hearing from you, uh, somebody that's uh, been there, done that now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's something I'm definitely going to be paying a lot more attention to. Uh, let's give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about about you, what you do. Yeah, so like you said earlier, I'm host of the Divots and Pivot Show. Me and my co-host, uh, Bud Copeland, um, we've been doing it for God, since January. So this is our first full kind of uh, PGA season. Well, I can't just say – we'll say golf season now because I think we've, we have officially transitioned into a, a partially live show as well. Um, but look, we, we are, we're up here in the New England area. Uh, we're trying to, you know, connect uh, locally and regionally, you know, as we still broadcast out to the masses everywhere as well. So, um, like you said earlier, we have fun on the show. We, I come from more statistical, analytical, fantasy side, even though I am still a fan of the game. And Bud comes, you know, he's a he plays on amateur tour events up here in the Northeast, and uh, he's been playing golf all his life. He's he's a ridiculously talented golfer. So he comes from the historical and the and the player side of things, and. Uh, we just have fun with it, and we kind of let the show flow as it goes. So if you just like to hear conversation about golf and um, two guys make mistakes sometimes in what they say and make and make fun of each other for it on camera, that's that's us. And you know we're in our pivot season right now because you know the PGA has obviously settled down. We're going to talk about live tonight, but um, we're going to talk about some local stuff as well as the football season starts. So uh, and we wait for the PGA to kick back off. So yeah, definitely check us out at Divots and Pivots on Twitter, uh, Divots and Pivots on YouTube. Um, and then yeah, at real Mr. Mallet is my individual Twitter as well. I have a lot of football content as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely look forward to as well. We can, uh, we'll go ahead and give out your, your discount code as DIV PIV. Uh, yes. you can use that for 10% off. So we'll go ahead and, and let our listeners use that code as well. Uh, just to kind of put that out there. But so we're excited as, as Mahler bros golf to, to kind of get into that partnership with you, but then also, uh, being part of belly up sports and, uh, kind of being, partners in that way that's how we met each other so uh yeah. it's 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 been a good thing already so far for us so we're excited for it uh, and excited to have you join the team in two different ways now so uh yeah and we're, we're excited to have you at belly up too it's yeah it's look it, belly up is fantastic it's a great community so i think you'll yeah. enjoy it yeah and uh it, we, we even just had a message go out today kind of showing everybody how how much <clears throat> it's been growing just in the last month or two uh, and so it's 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 cool and uh, we're excited to be a part of it um but i know you've got to get going uh you've, you've got <laughs> A live show to do tonight so we're gonna let I you do, go yes. um but andrew thank you so much for coming on uh, and uh welcome welcome to the to the Mahler bros team too yeah thanks for having me i can't wait to uh to, you know to, to receive my first shipment of uh of merchandise from you guys i'm looking yeah. real forward to it yeah absolutely yeah thanks buddy all right so that was andrew laduke i said it right that time um he is like, like we said he is our our new uh uh, the the divots and the divots and pivots podcast we are now uh sponsoring them uh, as Mahler Bros Mahler Bros golf so uh, it's it's a lot of fun so just just in in, in uh, honor of of Andrew coming on the show to talk a little bit about live for us uh again use div piv as a discount code divpiv uh for 10% off and help support them over there at divots and pivots uh, and i i encourage you to go check them out too they've they've got some pretty cool content uh, and, and go ahead and subscribe to them. Give, give them some love. Uh, they're, they're part of our team now as well. We'll probably, probably have a little bit more to, to do with them now, especially with this, this close partnership with Mahler, Mahler bros golf as well. So, 
Um, but man, I, I think having him on talking about the live, I think, uh, the, the live tour, it's, it's a pretty cool thing for those who, again, I think for those who haven't seen it, you should go, go and check it out. Uh, you can watch whole matches on YouTube, or you can just go over to YouTube and, and check out the, the highlights. The highlights are insane. Uh, and you can tell that it's a, it's a different atmosphere just by the way that the guys play because th- their play is just, it's, it's a phenomenal league. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun and, and you see a lot more elite, elite talent going over there to live. Yeah. I definitely feel like this is something that even people that maybe just get out and golf once in a while, um, that don't actually pay attention maybe to the PGA tour, never have, never will. Maybe this is something that some of those guys even can get into a little bit more and get behind. Um, like you said, they're putting up some great highlights. The atmosphere uh, seems to be, you know, all it's cracked up to be. And uh, it just seems like a little bit more fun for the guys and fun for the fans. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how uh, how this takes off in, in the upcoming years. I hope that they continue on the upward trend and, and it becomes successful. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it is something that sticks around and actually has some traction uh, just because... Again, I think it's something that's bringing in an audience. I think it's something that that the players also enjoy doing. Uh, and I think that that every player that's joined Live so far, I think they're pretty happy with their choice, not even just for the money, but also just the play. Uh, and and kind of like Andrew brought up, just the fact that they're playing music, the fans are, are kind of more involved there with the way that they're more on top of the players uh, and, and closer to the action, which is also cooler for the fans that are there. Uh, can you can you imagine being there, but not not being able to be in that atmosphere and be so close uh, to the action? Uh, whereas now they're able to be closer, they're able to go, and uh, so it's a little more fun. From Andrew's experience, it was more fun being there in person. So uh, it, it's definitely something I think would be fun to to go check out. Yeah, that's something I've never gotten into yet. I haven't been able to take a trip somewhere to do it, um, but I think that's something I definitely enjoy. We've talked about it before. Going to something uh, it seems like we're busy every time we try to plan it, but yeah. You know, we need we definitely need to get a weekend or something and take a trip somewhere and go go check it out. Yeah, for sure. It, I, I enjoyed hearing the way that you know he was describing the fan base there. That that means something to me as as a viewer uh, to see that you know the atmosphere is relaxed. People are having fun. There's kids playing in the grass, but everybody's being respectful too. Because you know, to the typical golfer that, that does doesn't really watch golf per se, but likes to get out and golf and you know, drink beer with their buddies. You could kind of see how this would be maybe become a shit fest to some extent. You know what I mean? You know, a bunch of guys getting drunk and watching golf and maybe tearing up a course. Somebody does something stupid, but that that's not what it seems to be about right now. It seems to be a fine balance between, you know, having fun, enjoying it, but also, you know, kind of living by the golf etiquette. You know, people are being respectful. People are having fun. You love to see, I love to see the interaction with like the, the players and kids and stuff, you know, signing balls or you've got, you know, uh, Phil Mickelson asking the kid what he's, what he should hit there, you know, from, from this distance yeah. out. He said, well, if I could hit my three wood, you know, I just, it's, it's just fun to see the interaction with the fans, with the kids and, and everybody out having a good time. Again, I, I really hope that this brings more viewership to golf, more recognition to the sport of golf. This is something that you and I've gotten into yeah. a lot bigger in the, in the past few years um, and, and, you know, I, I just really look forward to seeing how, how much this can take off. Yeah. And I, I think the more sports that are out there, if this can be more of a competitive sport that people can say, I don't even like golf, but, but this is kind of fun, kind of what it's doing to the PGA as well. I think we, we mentioned that, uh, making a competitor for the PGA, I think can be good. 
And who wouldn't want another sport that they can say, I don't like that, but let's, let's watch it. Let's, let's put some bets on it. Let's, uh, you know, hang out and maybe have a barbecue and watch, watch some of this golf. Let's sit on the, on the couch on a Sunday nap afternoon and take a nap while we're watching this. That's the perfect way to, to play, to, to watch golf. Honestly, just sit down on a nice afternoon when, when there's golf on TV and just take a nice little nap. You know, this is kind of equivalent to me to if NASCAR were to add more wrecks in the race, <laughs> you know, it just add a little more excitement to it. And that's what I think lives lives doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's a great sport and it's a great sport for people to get out and play. And I would encourage people that maybe have never golfed before coming from somebody that grew up on a golf course as a kid and never golfed. Uh, I wish I'd have started a lot, lot younger. We, we've both talked about that several times, but get out and golf, get out and try it. You're going to suck. I promise you it's going to be terrible. You're going to hate the sport so many times. Um, but at the end of the day, like golf is, is such a great sport um, it's, it's a very one-on-one competitive sport. It's, it's you against yourself. Um, I think there's a lot of just positives from golfing that maybe don't even have anything to do with golf. You know, to get out, you're out in nature, you're competitive with yourself. You're trying to, you know, critique yourself and learn different things and struggle through the, you know, bad shots and, the, you know, not get too high after the good shots. There's just a lot of good that can come from golfing. So I would definitely encourage anybody that's, that's never gotten out and golfed to, to get out and give it a shot. And what better way to get out on the golf course and golf than looking good, feeling good by wearing a Mahler bros golf polo. So go over there, MahlerBros.com. use div piv that's D I V P I V for 10% off and also help support our new partner, uh, podcast network partner, as well as Mahler bros golf partner, uh, go and support the divots and pivots podcast. Uh, show them some love. But if you've made it this far, we want to remind you to join us on Saturday, this Saturday, uh, really every Saturday at 8 a.m., every college football game day Saturday, I should say. Uh, join us at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern. You can join us. We're, we've we've had some fun guests on. We're, we've got some that are planned for the future. I don't want to say any names or when they're going to be on yet because it's not set in stone for everyone yet. Um, but we have had some fun guests on uh, as well. So it's, it hasn't just, but just been us talking. We've had guests on to kind of talk about some of these picks and stuff. It's a lot of fun, a lot of predictions, a lot of uh, matchup previews and stuff like that. So uh, we want you to join because if you join us on YouTube, you can join in the chat. We can respond to your, your live chat as well. So make sure to go over there, check us out, uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube first, hit the notification bell. Uh, and if you're listening on podcast, make sure to share this episode, share this episode or whatever your favorite episode of ours is share it with a friend, share it on social media, and uh, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're an iPhone user. If you use Spotify, you can give us a five-star rating there as well. That helps out, but it helps us out so much. Uh, We thank you all so much for, for listening, for watching, for supporting us here at Rising to the Occasion. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.